everybody. Welcome to the Roto Grinders NBA Morning Grind. I'm Justin Carlucci here on this Monday with the Chief Will Priester. How's it going? What's going on? Nothing much, man. It's good. Uh, weekend has passed us by, and we are yet again at the uh, beginning of the Bubble Brothers Podcast Week. Uh, interesting weekend. Had a chance to hang out at the virtual live final that, that FanDuel put on. Thanks, FanDuel. Uh, real good time. Uh, you know, our, our good friend Squirrel Patrol, a contributor at Roto Grinders, took it down. Uh, actually took down the first two spots. That's, uh, you know, a little over half a mil, 700,000. Uh, it was a nice little little day for him. And uh, just had fun with everybody. Got a chance to hang out with uh, El Jefe on Friday night. We were talking some cards for a little while. It wasn't like an ongoing conversation, just in the chat. You know, um, Buenosaurus was there. Uh, you know, just, you know, all the all the guys, Creighton, which obviously Creighton's a lady, but I'm saying that, you know, guys were there. Got a chance to, you know, listen to Kenny and Shaq. I mean, Kenny and Charles, which was, which was fun. Did did get, you know, some of my questions answered, which was was really cool. Um, You know, uh, hanging out with Charles Barkley was like one of my bucket list items. So it was virtual, but I can check it off. And uh, had my girls this weekend. Just stuff, man. Just just a lot of stuff. So uh, basketball tournament coming up this weekend, which is going to be exciting. And uh, so, yeah, man, that's that, that was my weekend overall. If you notice, I mentioned nothing about my DFS lineups, and I'm not going to mention anything. We're just going to roll that beautiful bean footage right on into this week. I'm with you. Sunday, I had a busy Sunday for RG. Did the expert survey, lineup tags. Expert did have a good MLB weekend, though. I, I will say that. MLB Hold on. Was... I'll, let me, I'll ask you about that in a second. I'm curious. Did Grinders Live on Sunday with Keith and – uh it went pretty well you know just uh all i'm gonna say is wow jared allen just broke the slate all i'm gonna say uh it's a crazy slate you know I, I played darius garland everywhere that actually worked out but other than that i didn't have jared allen on either of my high stakes builds so just wanted to play some rashawn holmes who missed five games only and about 9 30 eastern and said yeah he might play 20 minutes he missed five games, not five months. He's not ready. He's not ready. Don't throw him out there. That just blew my mind. So I know I'm just waiting for false hope right now. Somehow Rashawn Holmes blocks like 10 shots or something in 20 minutes. You know, like Daniel Gafford or something like that. Can yeah. we talk about Daniel Gafford just real quick? I mean, <laughs> Isaiah Hartenstein 2.0. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's, that's pretty much what's happening right now. Isn't it funny? All these guys come back, and Isaiah Hardenstein just suddenly just just no rotation, just just falls out like ten minutes, twelve minutes. Like, come on! You know what that reminds me of? When Christian Wood couldn't find a home. Yeah, finally someone gave him some burn, and now look at him. Yeah, it's like what? What? Listen, I'd love to have Isaiah Hardenstein in Charlotte right now. This is Chiefs recruiting podcast. We could fill a twelve man <laughs> roster with the guys you're you're uh, tampering well, to come down to Charlotte. Well, listen, we just need. Here's what we need. You, you know, we're going to get to Charlotte. Trust me, guys. These first eight games are going to be real quick. Okay, maybe not eight, but a lot of them. Uh, if you're not going to use Chris Boucher properly, uh, 
Mitch Kupchak needs to find a way to do some negotiating. Send Bismack Biombo to his Canadian home in Toronto. Send uh, Cody Zeller and let's get Chris Boucher. Now, look, I'm not saying Chris Boucher is the savior. I'm saying let's get young guys and let's be exciting and let's have some fun and let's win some ball games. We're not going to the finals, but we can continually increase our playoff chances. Can you imagine if we could pull off a blockbuster to get Isaiah Hartenstein and Chris Boucher? Guys that are like, that's how you build championship teams. Listen, James Harden was not James Harden today that he was with OKC. He was a sixth man coming off the bench. Yes, he was getting buckets, but he was still a Lou Williams 3.0. And Houston decided that they were going to snag. Well, first of all, OKC decided they couldn't pay him the money. Houston decided that they were going to pay him big money. He wasn't a proven star yet. He wasn't a superstar. He was a star. And they took a chance, and now he's a superstar. And this is what you have to do. I would have been trying to get Michael Porter Jr. two years ago when Denver didn't want to give him any minutes. You see, you've got to get ahead of this. We can't wait until it's too late. Free Chris Boucher now. And we can pay him less money than we would have to pay him if we go out and get him, a la Gordon Hayward. But don't get me started on that. I can't believe Michael Porter Jr. felt the way he, he did in the draft. It just blew my mind. Oh, um, so frustrated. We could have picked him up that year. I do think we picked up – who did we get that year? Was it Miles Bridges? It might have been Miles Bridges. I can't remember. Solid bro. Solid bro. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but – you, you know what I'm saying. I like, know what you're saying, man. I know. You know, we were, we, we were meddling in the draft. We were trying to figure out where we're going to be good, where we're going to be bad. And so we were ending up in this non-lottery situation where you're picking like 12th or 10th, and it's not not the top of the draft. But And then, then we, weren't, we weren't picking guys like Donovan Mitchell. At one point, we were going grabbing Frank Kaminsky's and all the Noah Vonleys of the world. What some of the worst? And look, I I liked Rich Cho when he was the general. I thought he was a real nice guy. Rich Cho had some of the worst drafts in Bobcats Hornets history. Uh, It was just god awful. We got Kimba Walker, and that's it. Michael Kidd, Grill Chris, bust. Nick Batum. That was another bad contract. Just. You see, I, like, like, listen, uh, and we're going to get these games, folks, but when your front office messes up your organization, you're in trouble. Well you can't that. draft and you can't sign the free agents. It's awful. I mean, look at the Knicks. Look how long it's taken them to get out of the hole. Well, they took a shot on a guy like Julius Randle, who was a, 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 point, a point forward who could bring the ball up and just slash, and now he's shooting step-back threes, and he's a superstar now, and look see? what they got. That's what I'm saying. We're yeah. laughing now, but here's what you do. You go out and you steal a guy like Kenyon Martin Jr. from Houston. And you Untapped pay him potential. More, you pay him a little bit more than he's worth now. They take the contract and then you let them flourish. Yeah. Like that's what you do. I'm with you. Bear with us, folks. We are the Chiefs therapist for his fam his fandom <laughs> here. But you're right. Hey, but the the, the Hornets won on Sunday, so Keep on fighting. Yeah, but we won with the young guys, and I don't mind that at all. I don't mind if we're going to win with Rozier and and Graham and Washington and Bridges. I don't mind that. And LaMelo's coming back. All right. 
Let's get it. Rick Bonnell, get my man on a podcast. <laughs> anyway. If you're listening to this, Rick, I- I'd love to come on with you, man. The news source for Charlotte Hornets basketball, Rick Bonnell, uh, fr- from the uh, from the Charlotte Observer. Well, no sleep for the wicked. I don't know. Is that, I don't know if I said that right or not, but 11 gamer on Monday. No sleep for the weary? Yeah, no sleep for the weary. Yeah, lucha sleepy, folks. No sleep for the wicked. How about that? <laughs> that that's what I, yeah, I don't know if that makes sense or not. But I'm in that like weird zone. It's too late to get a coffee because I won't sleep. And, you know, I just can't do it. But there's 11 games. And we're going to try to organize. What's it too early for? It's too late to get a coffee, but what is it too early for? Breakfast? Breakfast? I can eat breakfast anytime. We'll, <laughs> we'll talk about food at the end of the show, as we always do. There's no timestamp on breakfast. Am I right? Never a timestamp. That's why the Never. Waffle House is always open. Yeah, man. Never a timestamp. We're going to try to organize this in kind of our least favorite games to target players from and then end it with like our favorites so we can spend some more time. Yeah. I think you guys are going to love this format. Trust me. It's going to be so fun to go through our least favorite games up until our favorite game. Trust me. You you don't want to miss this. You don't want to miss this. Stay tuned. All Stay right. tuned. All right. And definitely, yeah, like you said, big shout out to Squirrel Patrol. First and second in a live final is a dream. I mean, that's testament to his work ethic. and his <laughs> You know what's coming. What it was doing. all a dream. <laughs> so awesome stuff, Squirrel Patrol. Hats off to you. And uh, our guy provides a lot of RG content. You know, there's a billion reasons to sign up. And if you want to see what the number one and number two, I mean, he won gold and silver in the final. That's just a clean sweep, my friend. That is sick. So he provides a lot of content here at RG and I've been here for a while. Great dude. Great performance. Love to see it. And uh, anyway, let's talk about the first game of this beautiful 11 gamer on a Monday afternoon. Do it, bro. The Phoenix Suns, who are very good this year, against the New York Knicks, who are very good this year. However, DraftKings had some time to check this slate out. These are two teams that are defensive, two teams that play pretty slow. And unless there's news that opens up on this thing, I don't think, and I'm talking single entry, three max type of builds, I'm not rushing to play anybody from this game, Chief. What are your thoughts here? I'm not playing anybody. Next. Not even Julius Randle? Nope, not doing it. Next. This is a game against – it's Phoenix, it's New York, it's slow, it's ugly. Next game. Not even Chris Paul, Chief? These guys are expensive. Not doing it. R.J. Barrett? Can't do it. Won't do it. Reggie Bullock, Reggie Bullock's 4,800. We hit the next button on that one. (laughs) Hey, we're not saying nobody in this game is playable, but DraftKings has really caught up. The pricing algo, the weekend intern is out, and the full-timers coming back in for the work week, and they did their job. Pricing is tight on this 11-gamer on DraftKings for sure, and this Nick Suns game is is a little tough. I mean, Noel's kind of cheap, sure. I mean, last guy in, I don't know. I just, I'm good. There's going to be better places. There's going to be more news-breaking you shouldn't see news in this one because you got two teams that are in the thick of things. No one's really hurt that we know of. So I'm good on this one. Let's move on to the next one. How about it? Let's do it. The Los Angeles Lakers, the purple and gold. Gets yes. The Orlando Magic. The black and blue. The 
early 90s, Shaquille O'Neal skinny days, bringing the ball up the court, bringing down the rim. Who are you targeting in this game, Chief? Not a single soul. Not a single soul. Anthony Davis might play on Monday, Chief. What are your thoughts on him? Uh, as long as those minutes are limited, my investments will be limited. He did play 28 minutes against Dallas, which is – it's getting close. If we hear he's playing 30, which, I mean, at 9,200, we're getting close. As of right now, my assumption is they're not going to push him. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm with you. And it's 11 games. If it's a four-gamer, it's like, no, no, well, you know, maybe. Yeah. But I'm good. Let, I'm out. Let, let me rephrase this. Orlando would have to sit like a couple more guys for me to really get excited and we do know it is a back-to-back. I will go out on a limb and say Wendell Carter Jr. may not play. And if that's the case, depending on the price of Mo Bamba, he will be in play. But that's it. And I know I said nobody, so I did want to. I did want to make that clear. A lot, of, a lot of this us not playing guys, and I think I speak for Luch as well. It's all news dependent. If for some reason it comes out and they say, "Well, we're going to sit Anthony Davis and Mark Gasol," well, of course we want to play Montrezl Harrell. Like obviously. But if there's no major news, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to play anyone. But I do think uh, Wendell Carter could sit, which Mo Bamba would would, would pique my interest. I don't mind Chuma Oki, forty nine hundred. Don't mind it. Don't like it really though. Dwayne Bacon, they priced up forty six hundred. Pass. Gary Harris, you know he's on. He's like in a platoon with Gary Harris. If they're two right fielders, they're they're playing every other day in Orlando. <laughs> you just can't play Bacon and Harris. <laughs> They just platoon brothers. They're, they're Harris and uh, Bacon. Platoon. Can't do it. <laughs> so I, I'm with it. This is tough. You know, Anthony, Anthony Davis returning, you know, kind I don't I wouldn't say takes Harrell out of the picture, but it kind of does. I mean, is Andre Drummond playable with 30 minutes, even with Davis coming back as a GPP? Are we I mean, can you play Drummond at all? I mean, he's sixty nine hundred on FanDuel. That's not bad. Here's the thing though. He, he he he's going to be a lot more sporadic now. Like, you don't know when the game is coming. So, for instance, in Dallas, the first game, 30 minutes, 14 points, 19 rebounds, three assists, three blocks, and a steal. Did still have the peripherals against Dallas on the 24th. Three steals, one assist, 12 rebounds, but the points, six points. He had 28 fantasy points. Now, listen, 10 more points, he's at 38. And now we're getting close to 40, a totally different story. But I think we're going to see sporadic Andre Drummond until LeBron comes back and gets him even more easily involved in the offense. Speaking of Andre Drummond, Detroit's taking on Atlanta. Moving right along here. Moving Atlanta. right along. Man, dropping all That's those. a Muppet song, by the way. <laughs> you know, I think American Idol is actually on tonight. You always, you always give me the hooks when the idol's on, you know. Yeah. Got, Katie got Perry, come take hooks. a look at our boy here. <laughs> man so Atlanta's on the second leg of a back-to-back every damn time I roster Clint Capella he does absolutely nothing I played him on a team on Sunday got him at six percent like yeah all right so naturally I'm sure he'll smash on Monday anyway Trey yeah, Young is out and uh yeah, I guess there's a shot they sit Capella on the second leg, you know? We'll have to see what happens. And Detroit, you know, you brought this up to me. They haven't played in a couple of days. So as far as we know, it's just Magruder and who's the other guy? Um, Magruder. Hold on. 
Who else is it? Da, do, 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 Hold on, I'm, I'm pulling up, pulling up my injury report. Hey, Dennis Smith Jr. That's it, DSJ. Yes. Okay, they're out for Monday, but that's it. So, does this make things trickier to target Pistons players? Yeah, I don't really want to play any Pistons. I I know that you know um, Plumley went off on Saturday. Uh, shout out again to our, our good friend Squirrel Patrol. He did have Plumley in that winning lineup, I think. Uh, but I. I don't think I don't think there's enough value here because Detroit's playing so many guys. They even got a little bit more production from Hamadou Diallo on Saturday, which was very strange. Uh, he even had a little production sprinkled in there. Good friend uh, so, of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, good friend of the pod. So uh, let me just say that uh, I, I think I don't think I don't think I'm playing anyone from Detroit here. Now, full disclosure: they come out suddenly. They're resting Plumley. They're resting Grant. We already know what time it is. It's Isaiah Stewart time. It's mm-hmm. Josh Jackson time. Like we've got our staples that we'll, you know, flock to. You know, maybe Sadiq Bay. He's fifty three hundred on FanDuel now. Prices come down a little bit. Uh, as you can see, the, the further up we go, the more and more we talk about the game. But overall, as of right now, I'm not playing anymore from Detroit. I wonder if Plumlee's pissed off that he's not playing because he's rebounding like a fiend in the last two games. What do you have? Twenty one boards on Saturday. Yeah. He, he was on triple double watch for a while, but you know, just I mean, and, and not close. Was, I think he had like five assists or something, and, or six. Then he ripped down sixteen against Dallas. I mean, I I could take a GPP flyer on Plumley. I mean, if he's going to really play thirty minutes, which he's averaged the last two games, I don't mind it for GPPs. Other than that, I'm with you. Unless there's more news, I'm out on the Pistons. Yeah. The Atlanta, Atlanta side, you know, things are just as tricky on the Atlanta side. I don't. I mean, unless there's more news, I'm probably out too. I mean, I guess I'll consider Clint Capella on the rebound if he plays. But Bogdanovich up to 7,800 on DK. That's tough. John Collins up to 7,500. Well, he used to have a huge usage bump without Trey Young. Well, a Bogdan is in the picture now, and he's sucking up a lot of usage. And B, John Collins isn't playing very well. And I'll throw a C in there. Bullet point C. He's not even going to play more than 30 minutes at this point, especially on the second leg of a back-to-back. At least we haven't seen that in the last month. So it's kind of – I'm not taking a chance at 7,500 John Collins in this matchup without Trey Young either. So tough game for me. I'm out on a lot of this action as well. Yeah, I think on FanDuel, I don't, I don't think we'll be playing, you know, a whole lot of Hawks. I will say I don't think Bogdan is that bad of a play today. 7,500. We, we know this guy has 45-ish – point upside I think in this offense um you know he can get to 50 but I'm saying I think 45 ish is like more reasonable and I'd accept that for 7500 um especially if you're going to group him with like you know Michael Porter who we'll talk about later or some of these other mid-range guards or small forwards on FanDuel rather yeah I make that I, I think that makes sense I I think Bogdan is probably you know a high floor type of play you know, Gallinari we don't know what type of minutes you know he's gonna get so if he even plays, we, we don't know. So that's another uh, another thing to watch for. By the way, Atlanta beat Milwaukee on Sunday. So how about that, Chief? Big win for Atlanta. John yeah. Collins did play 31 minutes. Solomon Hill got 34. Capella, completely useless in 34 minutes. Six real points. Thanks, buddy. Um, <laughs> but Kevin Herter was okay. Thanks, wow, buddy. here we go. Here we go. This is what I wanted to check. You know, we wanted to play Lou Williams the other day. Played 19 minutes. 
okay, you know, that was the game without Trey Young, without a couple other guys. He was like 4,300, one of our last podcasts. Finally played 26 minutes against Milwaukee in, in a close game, took 12 shots, 15 points, six assists, and three rebounds. So, you know, sneaky little value here, 4,500 on DK. I'm assuming he's a little more on FanDuel because I think he was like 5,300 the other day, so I'm not sure what Lou is. But on DK, five I don't mind. What is he? 5K. Oh, okay. I don't mind Lou well because you know what? If Gallinari doesn't play, they ran a nine-man rotation on Sunday. So if Gallinari doesn't play, we can we see 30 minutes out of Lou. Just keep that on watch. If Gallinari's out, I mean, that opens up some more court time. That was a very tight rotation in a playoff-type game. And you've heard us talk about these games, and, and you know, you'll see – some uh, playoff mimicking action going on because these games mean a lot. Good win for Atlanta on Sunday, Chief. Yeah, I mean they needed that win because you know if 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 they start free falling, the Knicks are going to keep running away from them. So uh, yeah, they they for sure uh, needed that win, and and that win is going to actually have them tied. I think with the Knicks, maybe if I'm not mistaken, don't don't hold me to that, or may, or maybe. No, 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 no. I think they're still a half game behind. But either way, um, they've got to keep winning if they want to stay in the thick of things. What a time. The Knicks are on a roll. The Washington Wizards, we will get to that in a little bit. But we have some East teams making a push, getting hot at the right time when a couple other teams are faltering, like you said, free falling. The Clippers have won four in a row as well. I know we haven't talked about Sandy's watch, but the Clippers have won four in a row. And they're and guess what? They're tied with the Suns in, in terms of uh uh games behind the Jazz. Like the Suns are 42 and 18, the Clippers are 43 and 19. And they're both two games behind the Jazz. So this is very interesting. The Clippers have a shot to get the two seed and push for the one if they really keep winning these games. They do. Absolutely. One of the, one of these years, the Clippers will get over the hump, man. One of these years. And who's to say it's not this year if they get healthy? You got Kawhi and Paul George playing at least. Father back. time is to say it's not this year. The Clippers, man, that's just – doesn't that organization feel cursed? I mean, they had pretty much what I could when, – when Lob City was there. Lob City. Listen, yeah, they were fun, but they were supposed to win a title. You can't tell me Lob City wasn't at least supposed to go to the finals. It's just, it's terrible. Some of those teams were some of the best teams ever put together in the last 20 years on paper. And and guess what? It was the the locker room's fault. It wasn't the coach's fault. I've heard the Doc Rivers interviews. He was like, man, it was just bad mojo going on over there. Blake had a problem with CP3, and CP3's got a problem with Blake, and nobody's talking about it. It was all locker room. And it showed on the court when it was time when it came to closing time. Just didn't work out for them. They just couldn't close games. I mean, think about it. When you when you're up on the Rockets, you got to beat the Rockets with just sick James Harden. You, you got to beat the Rockets, and they just didn't clo- close the game. Luge, it was closing time, and they couldn't get it done ever. I um, I multiple playoff series over the last fifteen years come to my head. You know, you talk about Chris Paul in his prime. Blake Griffin in his prime was a top five player in his league for a couple of years. Honestly, 
before Anthony Davis really came in, it was Blake Griffin was that hybrid four that did everything. And not only that, you had DeAndre Jordan, who was per- perfect complement to pick and roll. We're talking about these guys in their prime. Oh, J.J. Redick, one of the best shooters of all time yeah. in his prime. One of the best six men of all time, Jay Crawford. Crawford. Yeah. I wish he had a home right now. I think he could still play 15 minutes off the bench somewhere. What's happening? Let me ask you this, Luch. If we pulled up the top 50 highlights from the decade. Blake Griffin would be on 20. Do you think Lob City has at least 15 highlights? That's what I want to ask you. Yeah, I do. At least 15. And and maybe I'm exaggerating. I would say, I would say realistically, for sure, at least 10. That's why I was worried as a Sixers fan. People are like, oh, Doc Rivers, what do you think? I'm like, I don't know. I want to believe he's a good coach, but I think of all those teams that he had, and it could have been the mojo in the locker room, but so far so good in Philly. Doc has run a pretty smooth ship, and the players seem to actually respect him. So the longer this kind of evolves positively, I think your theory might be right, but – Anywho, as my grandfather would say, meanwhile, back at the ranch house that we got yeah. off on a huge tangent there, Don't I got worry. the Bulls and the Heat as the next game we're going to talk about. Ta-da! Guess what? Not playing anybody in this one either. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Butler revenge game, Chief? No, nah, not seriously. J- Jimmy, Jimmy's probably about the only guy I would really consider playing, only because I do think that Miami could – could hand it to Chicago here. Like Miami, Miami hasn't really been playing around. I think they've been playing okay. Um, so yeah, and especially on FanDuel, I'm looking around the pricing. Now I will say this: if Tyler Hero and Kendrick Dunn were to both sit, I'm 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 clearly going to be a lot more interested in Jimmy because Jimmy is only 9,300 on FanDuel, which isn't bad. Um, but as we saw on Saturday, Jimmy put up 44 fantasy points, and that's not really enough at this price. But they handed it to Chicago, and that was with four steals and six turnovers. 20 points, five rebounds, eight assists. Good stat line in real life. The four steals is what really padded the stats. But, I mean, if you take away – and, yeah, if you take away, you know, some of those turnovers, he's got a lot more. But, you know, the steals is what really, really pushed us over the top there. You take away a couple of steals, and now Jimmy's high 30s, low 40s. I, you know, I like the price, but I, I still don't feel like I have to invest in this game. Yeah, I'm with you. On this slate, 10-3 for Voose, I'm okay. Butler, 9,500, I'm okay. Bam's up to 88. Kobe White playing good basketball. Huge price hike, 6,500. Can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah, unless there's significant news, the Chief and I are out on this game in most formats. If there's any dart throws that you fill in there with your 150 lineups, okay. But optimally, as of right now, late Sunday night, we are out. Correcto. On to the next one. Yes, sir. We're getting we're getting a little warmer. A little Jay-Z, a little Jay-Z action. We need, like, the on to the next one, uh, yeah. uh, you know, transition here in each of our games. Maybe we can rig that up. That'd be fun. There we go. There we go. Memphis, Denver. What was your what's your favorite Jay Z album? Um, it's crazy how long he's been making music for, man. Yeah, honestly, probably Blueprint. Blueprint. That's probably my favorite one. I go way back. Um, I like Reasonable um, Doubt. Yeah, cool. 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 That's cool. not bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of them were were 
were good albums. I just, yeah. I, I think Blueprint holds a special uh, place in my heart because of, um, it's just the music. Like, so I'm into the lyrics or, or, or in terms of music in general. And I don't really listen to like hip hop or rap or anything anymore. But in terms of music, in terms of my musical lifetime, I'm actually a musician first. So for those of you know, I, I think I told everybody, I do play drums and I do play keys. So piano, organ, you name it. But so I'm a musician first. And so what typically is going to catch me is it's always the music. It's never the lyrics. And then I learned the lyrics like secondhand. Right. So I feel like Blueprint had some really good music. And, you know, Jay-Z was sampling and stuff like that. But I still, you know, a lot of that stuff was was good stuff. Yeah, good production. I'm with you. Speaking of which, uh, if you if you want to know my one of my favorite artists of all time, definitely Common. Ooh. Common is one of one of my favorites. Uh, one of my favorite songs by Common is actually "Testify." Short good song, good call, but but crazy good, good call. crazy good. Testify, Common. Yeah, we got music, DFS, food on this pod. What more could you? What ask? more can you ask for? Yeah. Can't ask for much more. Hey, let us know. You want to ask for more? It's fine. You want ten pounds of gold? We'll give you fifteen on the show. We got you. There we, we go. You. So Memphis and Denver, Chief. All right. You yeah. like Nikola Jokic and what he's doing right now? He's eleven K on DK. I'm just gonna roll some Denver prices at you on DK. Eleven K for Jokic, eighty five hundred for Michael Porter Jr. Woo, man, that is tough. I get it. Will Barton's out. Will Barton's out, folks. We get it. P.J. Dozier, 5,200. Aaron Gordon should be the plug-in for Will Barton's role. They won't play him. Why won't they play him? I don't know what's going on. You mentioned maybe he has some grape with Mike Malone. Maybe he does, 5,100. If you told me Will Barton was out and Aaron Gordon's on the team, I'd be like, yeah, he plays 35 minutes, same role, lock him in. But Aaron Gordon just isn't playing. Not Aaron Gordon is the new Michael Porter Jr. He's the new Michael Porter Jr., even though he's probably five years older than him. <laughs> Man, you know, Campazzo up to 5K. I'm having a hard time justifying a lot of these plays on Denver at their prices. And I don't, you know, the only one I could probably consider is Jokic on DK as of right now. I'm sorry. I just refuse to play Michael Porter at 8,500. I, I can't do it right now. I can't do it. Nope. I get it. Listen, I'm a fan duel. I'm in though. 7,400, I'm in. Yeah. Jokic, 11,4, I'm in. P.J. Dozier, I'm in. Here's why I'm in. P.J. played 27 minutes Saturday, and what they did is they actually just kind of really extended Michael Porter Jr.'s minutes on Saturday. He was just kind of rolling, though, man. He was scoring at will, so he ended up playing 35 minutes. I do think P.J. in a competitive game gets up into, like, the low 30s, so I definitely think he's in in play. Now, listen, don't be fooled Saturday. P.J. shot uh, really efficiently on Saturday, scored 23 real points, two blocks, two steals. Um, but he is a he is a guy that's going to get some peripheral. So I still like the price at forty six hundred on him. PJ Dozier, fun fact, is local. He's from Columbia, South Carolina. I do live in South Carolina and played at the University of South Carolina. So PJ's a guy. He's Mister Basketball. He's always a guy I follow. And I told people earlier this season, uh, you know, when we started the morning ground, I said, "Be on PJ Dozier watch. If he gets minutes, if he gets minutes, he's going to produce." And you see what's going on now that he's getting minutes. The production is is coming in. And he's not doing it against just random teams. Miami, 15 points, two rebounds, four assists. Houston, 11 points, four rebounds, two assists. Memphis, 10-5-5 five, five 
one steal. Portland, seven, seven, two, one block, one steal. Golden State, nine, two, five, three steals. And of course, Houston again, 23, seven, three, two blocks, two, th- two steals. And some of these games was with, was with Will Barton playing. So I, th- I definitely think we're going to see a production bump. And I'm just telling you that because the dude is a baller. Uh, when he was in high school, man, he was ridiculous. Carried that to college. And now he's carrying that to the NBA. You know, thank goodness Denver has uh, kept him around the organization. Listen, man, on this Memphis side, a lot of aggressive pricing as well. Jaron Jackson Jr., 6,500. But I tell you what, he's probably one of my favorite plays. And that's I, I don't really have any favorite plays for Memphis. But he's up to 25 minutes. 33 DK points against Portland. If we hear he's playing 30, I'll consider him. But everybody else on this team, Jaron Jackson Jr. coming back kind of creates a logjam here on the Memphis side of things. Yeah. Um, and for, I just want to backtrack quickly and say, yeah, I can definitely back you in playing those Denver Nuggets at those prices. But on DK, just a world of difference. So if you like yeah. the Nuggets, check out FanDuel tomorrow. Probably not going to help you on DK so much. Jaron Jackson being back. Cuts into the usage and the roles of pretty much everybody else that's been playing the last couple of months. Valanciunas at 8K, not really considering him. He's been playing great. I just feel like Jackson cuts into his role a little bit. You know, John Morant playing much better, up to 8,200. I think you can find better production and better matchups elsewhere. Kyle Anderson, you know, 6,300. If Jaron Jackson was out, I'd be like, yeah, he's a good GPP play. But you've seen his role affected quite a bit. Look at that log. You know, since Jaron Jackson's been back. Dylan Brooks is a guy who's right back in that mid-5K range where he usually is at 5,600, who's always a GPP option in the 5K range. Every now and then he just gets on a heater or he thinks he's on a heater. So if he's not making his shots, he still might just keep taking them. So 5,600, I don't mind Dylan Brooks for GPPs. But pretty much everyone else here, you know, with Jackson being back in the mix and maybe playing between 25 and 30 minutes, I get it. Brandon Clark is cheap, but... You know, with the emergence of Xavier Tillman on top of Jaron Jackson coming back, kind of really hurt Brandon Clark's role quite a bit. This is a guy we were playing frequently in the bubble, and he was playing really good basketball. We haven't seen more than 25 minutes out of him, and wow. I mean, it's been since March probably. So, uh, once again, this is a tough game in general on DK due to the pricing. I like Dylan Brooks for tournaments. Got to ask you, what's FanDuel looking like over there? Anything different? I mean, it's it's close. I mean, Brandon Clark's 3800 that's it's right on the edge like 3800 is right on the edge where he could do something speaking of that Aaron Gordon I I meant to mention that is 4900 on FanDuel now listen he hasn't been playing minutes hasn't been playing well but it's getting close to where you need to start taking some shots right like I look I don't play Aaron Gordon at all I'm I am not an advocate for Aaron Gordon for DFS purposes let me I always want to clear that up but at 4900 he's he's back I mean he picks up 28 fantasy points like you're still going to be okay uh but yeah Jai's at 7900 I I don't think I want to take part in that with JV back like I feel like his production is going to you know restabilize or bounce back out Dylan Brooks at 56 I mean uh, okay you know don't hate it don't love it uh, Kyle Anderson, 61, I just I, I'm not very excited about Memphis, uh, like you said, especially with this log jam. But Brandon Clark at 3,800, I do think that's a great price to take a shot. Like, he's at least going to get 22 minutes. At 3,800, he picks up 26, 27, 28. I'm, I'm not saying he will. I'm saying if he gets that, n- now we're talking like he could be optimal. <laughs> 
two blocks and two steals is basically three times value at that price. You know, like he could just have that gifted to him. Yeah. You know, I like it. On FanDuel, if you have anybody with solidified minutes under 4K, you got to consider him for the upside because you you factor in the volatility, the luck, the variance. Like I just said, you know, I don't mind that call. See what happens. All right, we got about a half hour left here, and we got, let's see, six games left. So I think we're on pretty good pace here. Yeah. We're starting to, get in, starting to get into some teams where there's some situations we want to get into a little bit more. And the next one on my list is another team on the second leg of a back to back the Wizards and the Spurs. And these Washington Wizards have won eight in a row, Chief. Longest win streak in 20 years, according to Fred Katz. Wizards beat writer I saw on Twitter. Who, who was there when they had that? Uh, I, I, I got to assume Chris Webber was there, but I the, could be wrong. Dewan Howard. Were those those days? Well, they would have been the Bullets then. They would have been the Bullets. You're right. Maybe not. Anyway, I'm going to look. I'm going to look. I'm going to Google the 2001. Definitely Dewan Howard or Chris Webber. It's definitely one of those yeah. teams. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I think was uh, was Rod Strickland there? I was gonna say, are we talking Rod Strickland? I, I, we might be. Yeah, we're 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 whoa. Now we're date we're dating ourselves. Yeah, we're we're really bit. really diving in here. Uh, yeah. Anyway, wow. hey, yeah. Is there going to be any poor regency bias with uh, Russell Westbrook letting people down on Sunday? Uh, he was uh, highly owned on the four gamer, and he had about thirty eight FanDuel points. I think. Wow, you want to talk about uh, one of the lower point totals of his season or across the last two seasons with the kind of minutes he's been getting. Yeah. I mean, guess listen. what? He only had four turnovers, which is great for him. He can get yeah. 10 sometimes and, and 10 is an exaggeration, but he typically is around like six or seven. Um, But yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I don't think there's going to be too much recency bias with rest with, with rest with Westbrook. The reason being is he's typically always the most expensive point guard <laughs> And on big slates, he very rarely gets past 25%. So I got to assume he's under 25% again, especially on FanDuel. I don't see people flocking to him, uh, especially if the news, if we have news that breaks, like if we end up with Detroit in a weird situation, you know, uh, the, the, the problem is some of your upper tier guards are out. And that, that's the scary part. So you got Luca questionable. Fox is out. Trey is out. Then you drop down to the next tier. You've got Chris Paul, John Morant, Darius Garland with possibly no um, uh, no Sexton. Ben Simmons is out. Then you drop down. It's like Mike Conley. So it's, he, he may, in fact, carry more ownership than usual on a slate like this. Um, but I, I don't think there's any recency bias. The guy can put up 60 almost every game. So the 2001 Wizards won nine games in a row in the middle of their season, finished with a record of 37 and 45. Head coach. That's, that's with the nine game win streak. Wow. Head coach by Doug Collins. Oh, so, so wait, 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 wait. Michael Jordan was there. Yep. Jerry Stackhouse. Don't see Stack on the team, but we have Christian Leitner. We have okay. Kwame Brown. Yeah, Kwame was there. Uh huh. Rookie Kwame Brown. We have rookie Brendan Hayward, who's on XM Radio now. Yeah. We have second year man Rip Hamilton. Okay. Here's one Popeye Jones, name drop. Oh, Popeye Jones. Popeye Jones. Didn't Popeye play for the Nuggets for a while? Yeah, he was a tough dude. He never ran out of chicken, if you've been listening to <laughs> the 
listening to our podcast. The last Popeye time. Jones, who never runs out of chicken. Let's yep. go. Yep. And he had third-year man Tyron Lue on that team, too. Man. Oh, my yeah. good Lord. Chris Whitney and Jahidi White. Now, those are name drops. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Incredible. What a nugget, though. What, what, what a, a nugget. Man. So, yeah, this Wizards team might be a little better than that Wizards team. And that Wizards team had the best player to ever play the game. <laughs> On the back half of his career. I know. Sorry, Stackhouse wasn't there for that. Might for have that just run. Wow. Look it yeah. So, anyway, uh, listen, man. It looks like the Spurs are all going to play as of late Sunday night. And yeah, I, I don't, you know, 6,900 for Derek White. I, I'm – nope. No. I – I just never – I just can't do it. Derek White with everyone healthy, it's almost 7K. just seems silly. Um, man, it's tough to peg the Spurs as it is when they're healthy. And this, this is one of the first couple games of the night, by the way. But, you know, DeJounte Murray, 7,100 is a fair price. I just feel like, like Derek White's third on that three-headed ball handler totem pole. DeRozan, 8,700, that's even kind of a lot when they're all healthy. Great matchup, I get it. And DeJounte Murray and Derek White, ah, man. You know, with the ah, if I'm going anywhere, it's probably DeJounte Murray. Maybe I take a stab at Lonnie Walker at 3,900 and hope he just sees some more run. But I don't know. I'm not really feeling that either. Man, this game, it kind of sucks when everyone's healthy on the Spurs, Chief. I'm going to sum this game up real quick. Play Russell Westbrook anytime. And if you're playing any Spurs, you're playing them. I think this is purely a matchup play. Like you're saying, okay, I don't like the prices, but this is one of the best matchups they could get all season. And this is the spot. And, and, and this is kind of a rule of thumb for me, though, Lutz. When you're in, when you're playing guys in the good spot, like this is when you take the shot on the upside. Like DeRozan's 8,100 on FanDuel. I don't like it. But I have to think to myself, if he's going to hit 50, isn't it going to be against a team like this? If 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 DeJounte Murray is going to dial up some upside, isn't it going to be against a team similar to the Washington Wizards? I think the Spurs are a very contrarian GPP play today because of all the reasons we talked about. We don't want to play them because of the pricing, but the 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 matchup is one of the best on the night. Now, the problem is we may end up with some crazy value in Dallas where we just can't play these guys, depending on what happens with the Luke and Porzingis dudes, which we'll get to. But, you know, considerably speaking, the Spurs are, I mean, they're in a good spot here. I still don't know if I can do Derek White for 6,900. Now, with no, 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 no. But I could do Murray because we know the ball's in his hands more. Yeah. And we've seen him drop triple doubles with everybody healthy. It, it just seems and, like Jakob Poto is, is on our watch list today. Hey, 6,100. That's fair for that matchup. That's watch list. What did Jaron Allen yeah. do to this Wizards team on Sunday? For 6,100 on FanDuel, I think. Yep. That's very fair. I don't mind that at all. Yes. If you want a piece of this game, I, I don't mind that. You know, it just seems like on most GPP winners, you have these guys like DeJounte Murray or DeRozan who – "Quote unquote," some you know you'll hear people say they went off for no reason. Well, just because everyone was healthy doesn't mean it was no reason. The guy had a good game. Maybe it was a good matchup. You just feel better, you quote unquote, better flocking to the guys who have these usage bump situations at similar prices, you know. But they don't always perform. 
They have bad games. You yes. never know. There's blowouts. Look at Karis LeVert on Sunday. Finished with 33 because it was a blowout. Yeah. You never know. And 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 Karis was on pace for a pretty good game, but absolutely. But he know, didn't play the fourth, really. Yeah, didn't get there. And Brogdon had already racked up so much. Honestly, Brogdon was on triple double watch. He was in a blowout. He was. And he had a bad first run. Yeah, he, he finally came around, checked back in second quarter, played yeah. really well. But you know, and then you get in the strategy because we'll get to that Sacramento Dallas game. But just getting back to your point here, if that Sacramento Dallas game. If Luca and Porzingis are out, man, let's just cover it now. We're already there. Let's cover it. We let's might as well it. cover it. If Luca and Porzingis are out, yeah, there's a ton of great value. On the flip side of that, if that game is terrible, if it's over after three quarters, or if it's, you know, 45 to 45 at half and there's 175 total points in it, which could happen when you're missing your two best players, your offense could be all messed up, et cetera. And if you have three or four pieces in this game that are 30, 40% owned and you fade the right guys or fade all of them, talk about having an upper hand on the field. I mean, okay, it's Sacramento. I get it. Worst defensive efficiency team in the league. You never know. It's the NBA. Well, here's here's how I feel about this game. And, and I will say from a FanDuel perspective on this one, if Luka and Porzingis are out, like – you're going to get Jalen Brunson at 5,200 at a shooting guard spot. So I don't even have to give up one of my premium point guard spots to get the guy that's actually going to be the point guard, right? He's 52. You'll have Tim Hardaway Jr. who will be able to shoot 25 shots in this game against uh, Sacramento at 4,100. Might make two of them. <laughs> that, that's the, Hey, listen, that's for my boy. Uh, t- two lock. Listen, Brian, that's for you, man. Uh, Tim Hardaway, two shots uh, out of 20. Here we go. Uh, 4,100. You move over. You've got Dorian Finney-Smith at 5,500, which I wouldn't even hate that price in this spot. Josh Richardson is uh, questionable for Monday, so we, we don't know about that. Then we move over. Maxi Kleber, questionable for Monday. We don't know what he's going to do. Guess who's stepping to a really big role here? Nikola Melli. He's 3,500 on FanDuel, folks. If Luke and Porzingis sit, he's in a really big-time spot. And for some reason, they finally unleashed Dwight Powell, who's starting to play a few extra minutes, played 28 against the Lakers. Uh, if he gets 25 to 28 minutes in this spot, 4,300 on FanDuel at center, I don't hate it. I just I like this game overall. You talked about the two stars sitting for Dallas. De'Aaron Fox is not playing, and we already know that. So and and they're on a back to back. So we're gonna have Halliburton access to him. I'm really interested to see how they use Terrence Davis and uh, and Delon Wright today. So I will be on Terrence Davis watch. He's 4100. If Terrence Davis is gonna get 25 to 28 minutes here, I'm in. I'm not saying I'm going to play him. I'm saying I'm in on possible the possible investing. Mar- Maurice Harkless, 4K. Let's see what they do with him. Uh, Harrison Barnes, he's 7K in this spot. Uh, don't think I want to play Harrison Barnes at 7K. But my point is there's a lot of bodies uh, that are at our disposal in the game, and none of them may be the main players outside of some of the names we know, like Halliburton and Harrison Barnes. Can't wait to get access 
to Jalen Brunson and Tim Hardaway if these guys sit? Well, it's the last game of the night. So we better be hoping we get a generous injury report in the afternoon because generous. Because if we don't, you, you're going to have to play some guys in these 8 o'clock games and hope you get the news by 8. And if you don't get the news by 8, you're rolling the dice, but that's what it's all about. I mean, if we don't get news by 8, it's a 10 o'clock game. If they're true game time decisions, we might not get it till 8.30. Yep. But you know the discount ownerships and the leverage you can get yep. on these guys that, are you kidding me, can make or break you. It's worth taking the shot on nights like this. Some people are scared, and those people won't make money in the long term. Yeah. Sure, you might lose. You might lose tomorrow, Chief. But you know, if you are disciplined with your bankroll and you play the same amounts of money typically every slate, then this is worth the upside, in my opinion. And I think you'll agree with me. For sure, man. For sure. I mean, I'm all about some late games. I've talked about games, game strategy before, and how the latest games, in my opinion, unless they're just like slam dunk plays, are always going to have low ownership because consumers. And investors and players alike want instant gratification. Nobody wants to play the long game and wait until 10 o'clock to see their points. They want them all at seven. Yeah, especially when there's a lot of unknown and money on the line and things are different. But yeah, I'm with you. I mean, Jalen Brunson, 4,700. Yep. I mean, if we're if both studs are out, yeah. And Josh Richardson might even be out. We don't know. Josh Richardson right. is out, then it's a field day. If Maxi Kleber's out, it's two field days. For Tim Hardaway sure. Jr. shooting 26% from the floor the last four games. I don't care. 4,300. He's going to hoist. Yeah. Dwight Powell, 3,800. He's in the cards. Nicola Melli, dealer's choice, 3,200. Take your pick. Dealer's choice. I like it. Dealer's choice. If Doncic, Porzingis, if all those <laughs> Mavericks are out, if, big if, I don't think they'll all be out. But if they're all out, you're talking about four guys we just named. And the 30 for anywhere from 3,200 to 4,800, that I'm gonna be playing 30 plus minutes. It's basically like a brand new starting five, thousands of dollars less of salary less than what, than what that kind of player should be listed at in those circumstances. So I will say this whew. you know, I'm on Stanley's watch, whatever I'm trying to determine how I think a game is gonna go. And you know, my rule if a, if a star player sits, they're absolutely really hurt when they're in some type of a standings chase. The Mavericks are one and a half games behind the Lakers for the five spot. Uh, And the Trailblazers are one and a half games behind them. And so uh, if if the Mavericks win tomorrow, they would have won four in a row. They'll be six and four in their last 10. And they'll be continually closing the gap against the Lakers. Now the Lakers are playing tomorrow as well. So, and, and I think we're assuming they should win this game, but my point is they're right there in the six speed six spot. The, a team is a one and a half games back and they're one and a half games behind. Uh, I, I feel like, you know, the Mavericks would probably prefer to play to play the Nuggets without Jamal Murray versus playing the Clippers in the first round current at within the current seating. I'm just kind of talking through it, but my point is I think the Mavericks care. I don't think everybody sits either. I think it's Luka or Porzingis, not both. I I think if we're speculating, that's what we're doing right now. I think it's one or the other, which still opens up some run. I mean, if Porzingis sits, yeah, I'm still interested in Dwight Powell. 
Yeah. And if Doncic sits, I'm still interested in Brunson or Hardaway. Probably not both, but maybe one or the other. I actually don't hate Brunson either way because he's getting enough run uh, in some of these spots. They're playing Sacramento. Like, this is a spot where he gets 28 minutes. You know, everybody plays and he still crushes. Well, I think Josh Richardson's a big, like, sidecar to this equation. Yes, yes, absolutely. Because there's, the, there's where the guard minutes are going to come in, you yeah. know? That'll open up your heart away or Brunson for sure. So yeah, even if it's sure. poor, even if Porzingis and Richardson sit, even if Richardson sits, I think I'm in on Brunson and maybe Hardaway. Yeah, I like it. I think I like Brunson more because I feel like Hardaway needs the usage to score, but Brunson could dish out some dimes and, and score some other ways. But a couple more games here. Let's backtrack to Utah and Minnesota. I got to back it up, back it up. I like the way you work. You know the song? No diggity. See? There Man. we go. What more could you ask for? This is going to be yeah. a quick one for me because I'm just going to run down some. I know Donovan Mitchell's out, and you know what we do, what we typically do when Donovan Mitchell's out. We play everybody else. But I don't think we could play everybody else on Monday. You know why? Because Mike Conley's up to 7,400, which I don't hate, but I'm not rushing there. Jordan Clark is up to 6,800. Again, it's against Minnesota. If he's the last guy in kind of thing, I don't hate it, but I'm not targeting him at 6,800. Joe Ingles, little point Ingles every now and then, 6,500. Can't do it on this 11-gamer. Bogdanovich, now here's the big price discrepancy, folks, because on DK, Bogdanovich is 6,400. I'm out on him at 6,400. They really aggressively priced the Utah Jazz in this one. However, on FanDuel, I think he's a little bit cheaper. Yeah, Bogdanovich, 5,400. You're definitely in. He's in the club at 5,400. Like, roll out the red carpet, you know, uh, pull the curtains back. He's coming out to play, folks. He's the main attraction here uh, in terms of pricing. I don't hate Rudy Gobert at 8,100 on FanDuel. I don't love it, but I don't hate it. Like, he's one of those weird plays on a slate like this where you say, you know, why don't I take Rudy Gobert at 8,100? and see if this is a game where I can get 60 from him. Let's just see, right? I mean, you you figure, I mean, the last game, he didn't score a lot of points, but he had 17 rebounds, only one block, and he had five turnovers. Rudy Gobert never has five turnovers. So, you know, you add all that up, only had nine points, still got 17 boards, one block, five turnovers. We could get to 50 points if he has a, a good scoring output. So just wanted to point that out. Don't love it, but it's like one of the it's it's one of those things that's swirling in my mind. It's like, is it Rudy Gobert's sixty point day? Could be. We know Carl Anthony Towns has a terrible defensive rating. He's just not good defensively. The whole team of Minnesota, the whole state of Minnesota, the Minnesota Timberwolves just cannot play defense. So, could happen. They should be getting a little bit better. Uh, their their uh, star rookie now knows who uh, Mr. Rodriguez is. So hopefully that relationship will flourish. Did you hear about that story where Anthony Edwards didn't know who Alex Rodriguez is? How funny is that? It's pretty funny. I don't know if I believe him or not, but regardless, he's he's funny. He's a funny yeah. interview. I like the kid. Yeah. yeah. I like the kid. However, I'm not playing against Utah at 7,400. I don't know. He torched his team over the weekend. And I mean torched. 
23 points, nine rebounds, four assists, five steals, 36 minutes. Yeah, what's the what's the key thing you said there? Five steals. He put up 52 fantasy points. Okay, take away the five steals. That's 15 fantasy points. In he's, still at, he, he's still at 37. That's that's okay. But I mean, if you look at the steals, the steals are real. Now he had five, but he's had three, one, three, one, three, some blocks. One, one, two, one, one, three, three, one. The steals are real. Now, what does I mean, his position look like on FanDuel? Because on DK, I'm like, ah, I don't know. Yeah, he's that small forward. Uh, I mean, Le- LeBron is out. Kawhi is out. Clearly, I'm not going to play him over Michael Porter Jr. And I probably wouldn't play him over Bogdan Bogdanovich either with Trey Young out. But he's definitely probably third on a list in terms of that pricing. But then Bogdanovich is 54, which makes him a better play. So he's probably like fourth or fifth on the list. So to me, it sounds like you can get him at like under 20%. Oh, for sure. And, and that, that's the draw. That's the draw. There you go. Then maybe you go 15% over 20, just to have a little extra, right? It's like you order the Whopper, but you get it with cheese and bacon. Just get yes. get a little get a little yes. more just in case he does it again. Sure. Yes. I'm with you. I like it more on FanDuel, I think, for sure. Yeah, he's only 60. Like I said, he's 60. Uh, man, 6,900 on FanDuel. Keep in mind, you know, Dallas does have uh, Michael, uh, I mean, DFS, Dorian Finney-Smith there for 55. And then a spot against Sacramento, he may be a little bit more valuable. But we'll see. Good price. Anybody else? D'Angelo Russell, in or out? Man, look, uh, D'Angelo's kind of been my guy that, that we've kind of talked about. He's 6,300. He played 30 minutes against Utah, put up 32. Uh, I, I, I think I played him in back-to-back games against Sacramento where he got almost 40. I'm clearly not expecting that, but when the guy's going to come off the bench and have all that usage, man, he's in consideration. Uh, he, he's, he's for Minnesota right now what Jordan Clarkson is to Utah. He's coming off the bench, and he's chucking. 23 points, three rebounds, one assist. He doesn't even have to get the peripherals now coming off the bench. Hey, man, just go out and shoot the ball for us. Score some points. All right. Oklahoma City and the Philadelphia 76ers. Here's where it also oh, gets Jesus. It also gets dicey here. Doc Rivers, what, what, what are you going to do to us on Monday? I mean, you gave us a little bit of news 24 hours in advance. We appreciate you. But you didn't give us exactly what we wanted to hear. However, we do know Ben Simmons is out, but Embiid, Harris, Korkmaz, all questionable here, Chief. Yeah, this is a big deal because clearly if Embiid is out, Dwight Howard's going to be in play, like clearly. Uh, If Embiid is in, hardly none of these guys are in play. If Tobias is in and Embiid are in, then they're both in play. If Harris is in and Embiid is out, clearly Tobias is in play. It's just a whole smorgasbord of possibilities dealing with uh, the Sixers here. So my, my point is, I think you, this is a spot where you wait for news. I, I don't want to give you crazy analysis. If Embiid is in, he's clearly in play, bottom line. Um, on the OKC side, on FanDuel, a lot of these guys are priced up somewhat. Civi uh, 45, which isn't bad. Kimrich 52. Darius Baisley is 6,900. We do already know that Lou Dort is out. 
which actually gives me some interest in Baisley at 6,900. He's kind of been a man on a mission uh, here recently with all these injuries and he's playing and it's helped him out a lot. Uh, Isaiah Roby, you know, is probably going to be in play again at 4,100. Don't, you know, he's going to get around 25 to 28 minutes. So I don't hate it. Uh, Yeah. If MB's out, I like Dwight Howard at 4,500. Here's what's going to happen. If the Sixers news breaks, everybody's going to forget about the Dallas potential news, right? They're going to be like, I know the Sixers value safe. I'm using them. And rightfully so. But hey, wait till uh, Porzingis gets ruled out. And then you have uh, Dwight Powell with sick upside, under-owned. I mean, if this Sixers news breaks, man, you're going to get some very discounted ownership on those Mavericks guys we talked about. And yeah. some of the Sixers value is going to be great. Don't get me wrong. You're right. You're right. You're right. But it's going to be interesting the way it shakes out because you have a ton of news in the first game and a ton of news in the last game. And it gets tricky. But, yeah, I don't mind Baisley, 6,600. Don't mind that. Don't mind that. Kendrick Williams, 4,500 without Lou Dort. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm looking at here. Looking and at I do know the lyrics aren't to that song aren't tricky. I just threw that in there as a as a lyric. Spicing it up. Yeah. And, at, you know, Sevy at 3,600. 3,600 on DK. Don't mind that without Dort. Um, yeah. He'll probably be forgotten if the Sixers news breaks and maybe we get some Dallas news too. So yeah, for sure. See what happens. All right. A couple more games here and we got to get out of here. Cleveland and Toronto. Cleveland on second leg of back to back. Colin Sexton did not play on Sunday. Darius Garland went off, had a great game. Kevin Love didn't play much. Uh, what else here? Jared, of course, Jared Allen. Jared Allen, our friend Jared Allen. And for Toronto, who's been one of the more popular teams of our podcast over the last, it feels like an eternity. We have no Chris Boucher. We know that. Other than that, man, I don't know about the Raptors on this slate. I just. Well, let me ask you this. Fred Van Vliet is 7,300. Wow. He played 40 minutes against the Knicks. Put up 55. Wow. This was over the weekend. Wow. Kyle Lowry, 6,900, played 36 minutes. They're not playing a really good team right now. I would, We're going to see if somebody was out. OG against the Knicks, 38 minutes, 42 fantasy points. I, I, I'm, just, I'm just saying they're all re- reasonably priced enough to where if they all play, this is the 730 game. I, I'm I'm in on Van Vliet right now at well, 7,300 on, on this slate. If he's going to play, get back to 38, 30, I mean, 35 to 38 minute Van Vliet. Like I'm in. I'll tell you this. They're not as reasonable on DK. And that's why I'm out. Van Vliet's 8,300. Oh, Lowry. I can understand at 7,300, but again, I think there's, I think you can go elsewhere. Yeah, you you you. I, I definitely played Dejounte Murray at seventy one over Lowry at seventy three. Agreed. Agreed. Siakam eighty nine hundred. That's a GPP play for you right there because he is playing good basketball again. It's just a tough pill to swallow. It's not yeah. a great matchup, but I get it. If you're throwing yeah. a dart, I don't mind Siakam. I I got a real headbanger for you when we get to the Cleveland side. We'll talk about it. Let's go there now. Headbanger, Jared Allen. Uh, today he was sixty one hundred. Oh my God, he's going to be fifty nine, isn't he? 
Over under 6K. Under. <laughs> 59, right? He's 57. He's 57. Back-to-back playing Toronto without Chris Boucher. Dog. They're not playing Aaron Baines, really. He's 5,700 coming off of a big game. He's probably going to go over-owned on this slate, and we got to decide really quickly, do we think he's bad, y'all? Yeah. It's close. Yes. At 57, it's so close. But I think he has a high floor, but I don't don't. – oh, man. Well, you know what? I think Sexton has to be out for him to be in play. If Sexton comes back – Yeah, and Torian Prince. And you know what? However, however, if Kevin Love sits the second leg – then I'm in. Well, listen, if that's the case, I'm in. I'd be in on Hartenstein and Allen. Well, Chetty Osman's still 3,800. If he gets the nod again, I'm back in on Chetty Osman on DK at 3,800. He's 35 on FanDuel. There it is. seven minutes. If he gets so the that's nod. That's what I'm saying. There it is. Now, this, could be, this could be a big DFS game secretly. This could secretly be a big DFS game. Man. This 11 gamer is nuts. Yeah. So here, here's my analysis on DK. Chad Allen's 7K, so I'm out. <laughs> I'm just out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care who sits. I don't care if they all sit. I'm out at 7K. <laughs> oh, and as good as Darius Gar- Garland was, I just – Get like, out right now. <laughs> I just feel like I'm out on Garland at 7,500 too. I, yeah. I, I do like Osman though. If he gets to start, if Sexton's out, fire him up. What's your analysis on FanDuel over there? Uh, Garland, 76. Had a big game. Don't get me wrong. And, and, and he's going to play big minutes as long as, you know, uh, the land part is in and the sex is out. Uh, so <laughs> I, I don't hate it. Like, I think, I think it's, I think you're getting risky because you probably be, probably could play some guys that are, are a little bit better. But at 7,600, playing 38 minutes, going to be a primary score with, with, with Sexton out. Uh, he's in play for sure. But I do like Fred Van Vliet. I'm, I'm in on Fred Van Vliet at 7,300. And I'm, I, I got to wait for the news on Cleveland. But 5,700, Jared Allen, man, after – after a big game, God, he's probably going to be so high on. Yeah, but if Love is out, if Love doesn't play, I think I'm just going to suck it up and need to chalk because then, then he's definitely getting the minutes and he'll probably get some more touches. And uh man, yeah. Well, last but not least, the Los Angeles Clippers and the New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah. Yep. So we know the deal here. Kawhi's out. 10K for Paul George. On both sides. 10K flat on both sides. He's 96 big decision. On DK. He's 96 on DK. Oh, 10K on FanDuel. Okay. So big decision. What's it going to be? Big decision. I think I'm going to have to be out on Paul George. And I definitely think he gets 50 fantasy points. But at 10K, it's not as valuable for me to just take 50 fantasy points for him. You know, uh, I need him at this point. I need him getting closer to 60 and he can do it. It's, it's the New Orleans Pelicans. They're not playing exceptional right now. But I think for me, I'd rather just take another shooting guard on FanDuel with him being 10K. Like, 
Uh, you know, DeMar DeRozan at 8,100. While I don't feel like he has the same ceiling in a normal situation against Washington, if he gets 50, I'm fine with that. I take 47 from DeRozan at 8,100, and I feel really comfortable with the Paul George fade. Fred Van Vliet I already talked about at 73. Uh, then you got Halliburton again. Let's see how he does tonight. He's 6,100 against Dallas, and we already know Fox isn't going to play. Uh, Jalen Brunson could be in play. I think there's so many unknown variables, but the known variable is Paul George at 10K is the right price for how he's played, but I can't invest in him on this slate at 10K. Just can't do it. Uh, I'm, I'm considering playing him on DK. That's just almost 24 hours ahead of time, but I, I'm just looking at shooting guard. I'd rather play him than Devin Booker against New York. I'd rather play him than an overpriced Fred Van Fleet 8,300 on DK. Now, FanDuel is fine. I'd probably rather play him than a 7,800 Bogdanovich, probably. I'd, I'd rather play him than a 7,400 Buddy Heald. Anthony Edwards, we talked about, you know, multi-enter kind of guy. 7,400, a little more expensive than FanDuel. I get it. I still think I'd rather play Paul George. Derek White, good matchup. We talked about it. He's 6,900. I just, I really haven't found anybody out of all the people that are aggressively priced. I, I think I'm more okay with Paul George, warranting Paul George's prices than probably 95% or all of the guys I just named. However, the Jalen Brunson card comes in because he's also a shooting guard on DK. If De'Aaron Fox is out, I mean, do you pay 6,800 for Halliburton? That's that's getting up there. I don't. I don't. Man, got to see how the performance goes tonight. I've been trying to track Tyrese. Yeah. Uh, which he's a guy that you know I figured was going to be in the kind of rookie of the year race earlier on, and now we just know it's kind of just down to Lamelo and uh, and Anthony Edwards. But I, I want to see how he performs tonight because tomorrow's matchup um, is, is going to be similar. So we'll, we'll just have to see. I, we'll have to see because. You know, you're 6,800. You need 42 to be good, pretty good. And you probably need more to take something down. So I guess on DK. Oh, at, at 68, you could probably get away with the takedown at 42 as long as everybody else goes through. Like, right, depending you on what you're playing. Yeah. I, I want to yeah. see this rotation, you know, how it broke down on Sunday night because DeLon Wright's 5K. And if he sees 30 minutes and if he might do it again, then I'm very interested in that. So, Well, let, let me give you this. This is FanDuel. And this is this – is, you know, what we've seen from Halliburton right now, he's got 4.7 assists, two rebounds and a steals and a steal 20 fantasy points. I mean, and it's a, a minute left in the second quarter and it's a tight game. They're up by one. So at this, at this point, he's on pace to hit about 40. I don't, I don't, I mean, I'm in it. If you told me I could get 40 points from a $6,800 player, I think I'd accept that right yeah. away. Yeah. We'll see. It, it, it's, it's, it's fair. It's a fair price. Yeah. Fair price. Yeah. He, he's, he definitely doesn't, he definitely doesn't have a guaranteed road to 40, but I think the risk is worth the upside considering the situation with no Fox. I think people might see a little bit of sticker shock there. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. But yeah. All right, man. Ready for bed after that breakdown. But before before we get out of here. 
Bubble Brothers Bed and Breakfast. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, it's like the, I don't know if anybody ever watched the league. Uh, let's listen to this. You got the EBDB B&B, you know, bed and breakfast. Anyway, yeah. uh, whew, GPP food of the day. It's Sweet Tooth Monday, my brother. And I, you're, you're the baker of this bunch. You're the musician. You're the baker. Listen, you're just a real catch, man. We're, we're, we're going to Mexico for this one. Avocados from Mexico. That's where we're going. Listen. I caught this at a, a Mexican restaurant. Incredible, Luch. And you probably already know what I'm going to say. Have you ever had a nacho sundae? No. I Listen, and it's, it's not traditional. It's not the traditional tortilla chips. It's this bread kind of that they fry. And it's like, similar to a tortilla but it's not a tortilla it's bread and 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 listen i'm not trying to insult anyone culturally i just have to call them call it a sunday nacho because i can't remember what what the bread is but it's that they put some ice cream on it caramel drizzle cinnamon sugar a little bit of chocolate my goodness melts in your mouth not in your hands mexican nachos but that's not the real name i can't remember the name of the dessert but it's fantastic. Just fantastic, Luch. There we go. That's Sweet Tooth Mondays, folks. Go out to your local restaurant. Cinco de Mayo is coming. We want you to get there early. Don't wait for Cinco de Mayo to support our, our local Mexican restaurants. Get in there now and enjoy those desserts and plenty of good food. We're going to take your word for it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a bye week on my food of the day. You gave us a lot of good info. We got to wrap this bad boy up, Chief. We really do. Wrap it up. We'll be back here together on Thursday's podcast. So in the meantime, look us up on Twitter, Chief Justice 06, or at the J. Carlucci. Give us some thoughts. What do you want to hear? Give us some food of the day suggestions. We hope our info is helping you during your morning commute, on your lunch hour, while you're working out, whatever you're doing. Hit us with a like, subscribe, and hey, big shout out to Superdraft. Get on out there, superdraft.com. Check them out. No salary cap over there. Half of our decisions here are based on who we're playing and what their salary is and we're doing the math. You ain't got to do that at Superdraft, which is pretty awesome. Cool product Superdraft has. Go check them out. Play the best players. Compete against the best over there at Superdraft. Promo code GRINDERS, G-R-I-N-D-E-R-S. Go check it out. So anything else before we get out of here? Any final words until Thursday, Chief? Change clothes and go. We're good, bro. All right, so for my man over here, Will Priester, I'm Justin Carlucci. Have a good day, and most importantly, good luck.